Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk about this ridiculous episode, that'll help keep your mind off of things. Yes. <laughs> okay. This episode not is so include anything we talked about. We're not yeah, going to talk okay. about hot tubs, and we're not going to talk about <laughs> Kelly's dire financial situation. Do you want to talk but about we are the gonna... freaking chem- chemicals again? Sorry. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to welcome everyone to this episode of Squint Cast. My name is Kelly. I am Brittany. And today... We are going to talk about the craziest episode I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's Bones season three, episode 14 called The Wannabe in the Weeds, which aired on May 12th, 2008. Okay. Brittany, you need yes. to tell me now two things. Okay. Who directed this and who wrote it? Okay. So Gordon, Gordon Lonsdale directed this episode it's the first episode i he directed a bunch of ncis episodes he's actually only directed three things he's usually part of the electric and uh, camera and electrical department and he does some (laughs) cinematography anyway very random oh my god but he yeah he did a couple episodes of ncis and a tv series called the magnificent seven back in 1999 um he goes on to direct three episodes. This is the first of the three. I just clicked away from the page. There we go. This is the first of the, the three. Okay. So the Wannabe in the Weeds, season three. Then season five, he does one more. And then season okay. six, a third. Okay. So we've never come across him before he's new. However, Josh Berman is the one okay. who wrote this episode. And he is okay. also the writer of Death in the Saddle. Which was equally ridiculous episode. Agreed. Um, so yeah, there's no surprise there. He writes eight episodes total, three in season four, two in season five, and one in season six. And funny enough, the the one in season six that he writes is also directed by Gordon Lonsdale. So wow. something to look forward to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love this episode. I think it is super cheesy oh. and very funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I uh, have a lot. I don't there are know some to... issues with it. <laughs> well, at the beginning, yes, I agree. I agree. Booth is. Uh... Yeah, there's lots of things going on there. Anyway. It's a little problematic in in parts, Josh but that's fine. Berman. That name sounds familiar. Anyway, the writing is great. The writing it's was so funny. Great. The yes. writing was good. The writing was spot on. I loved it. The My mind is going a thousand. Like, oh, don't even. When we get to a certain character, I want to talk about her for like eight years. Eight okay. years I want to talk about her. We're okay. going to be on here for a little while. 
Without further ado, shall we begin? Yes. Do you, get or do you want me to get started? <laughs> you start. Well, you always start. Okay, this okay, is fine. By now fine. you should know this, Brittany. <laughs> okay. Well, we open to the checker box, a karaoke bar that is the center of this whole episode. Yeah. Um, lots of people singing that just want to make it. There is someone who looks like maybe he's an agent there. There is the manager there. And then there is a some guy playing piano for all these people who think they're amazing singers. Um, some of them are very good. Okay, they give a little clip of like a bunch of songs. Some of them yes. are, are quite impressive. The second lady who starts singing, she does a rendition of I'm a slave for you. And I was <laughs> in tears. It was so good. It was so funny. I was like, this is very interesting to be watching this now. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. just thought it was funny. <laughs> it was so funny. So anyway, we got lots of different singers mm. going. Then this one guy gets up and he goes and sings. And that guy is Ace Young. I'm using his real name. He was a season five finalist on American Idol. Okay. This is where I wanted <laughs> to ask you what you meant by that. Because I was like, I the first guy we see is this African American dude belting out a show tune. Yeah. And I was like, am I supposed to know who this is? And then the no. girl comes up and does her cover of Britney you. Spears and blah blah blah. Anyway, so this I don't remember if I remember this guy. If Ace you go Young. back and look who at who won his that year. That's Ace a good Young. question, actually. I remember I think he was the runner up season. Five American Idol. Let's find out. I should have looked this up. Uh, season Ugh. five. This guy. Who won? God. Top uh. 12. Oh, Chris Daughtry. Uh, oh, wait, okay. no. Chris Daughtry. No, no, no. He didn't win. He didn't win. Taylor Taylor Hicks. This is the same oh, season. God, Catherine the... Mc... Yes. Catherine McPhee was on this on this season, too. And Taylor Hicks had the white hair, the gray hair. Yes. Where is he now? Well, that's how do you know I'm looking that up right now? <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple winners. Oh, he's doing fine. He's really some <laughs> He just <laughs> Anyway, he's a platinum selling recording star and actor and TV host. Ooh, he looks like Taylor some... Hicks? He just looks like your average dude. <laughs> like Oh yeah, I know. He looks like a suburban dad. He, 100% so anyway, so there a bunch there's a bunch of singers, then Ace Young, the we're soon to be, so we're gonna find this out in like three seconds. So he's our murder victim. Mm. He's up there singing, and then some guy he has some beef with the guy who's about to sing next because he's all pissed off because he was gonna sing that song. And then now he has to sing Piano Man by Billy Joel, and like, oh, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> This is Anyways. so funny. The whole piano man of it all made me laugh later on oh in the God. episode. But yes. it's just like he they have this beef. They have they're obviously rivals, these two guys. This this dude. Have we said his name yet? We have not. There's Chris and we don't Tommy. know his name yet. Chris his and name, Tommy. Well, his name is Tommy. So the Ace yeah. Young is Tommy or the or murder victim. The guy he's beefing with is Chris. 
and mm-hmm. he this guy looks like he's done too much botox like his face is just so tight <laughs> and his eyes are just so squinted like upset i thought he looked like a poor man's amel brother you know Stephen amel and um his brother uh rob i think robbie amel um steven was in arrow oh and yes, robbie yes, yes. did upload so this guy looks like upload a poor so man's up <laughs> he looks like a poor man's amel brother no, you know who he looks like? He looks like Adam Devine or Adam Devine, I think his name is. You think so? No. 100%. Really? Maybe oh a cross God. between one of the Amels and one of the Devine yes, Devines. For sure. Okay. So they do this really cool transition where the where Tommy he sits down and some yeah. good looking chick walks up and whispers something in his ear and he's drinking some tea with honey, which is weird because he's at a bar. But anyway, so he mm. <laughs> He goes and he looks at his watch and then it fades into, the camera fades into a watch at a crime scene. And I thought that that was pretty cool. First of all, I just want to say. Yes. You did mention the honey and I'll spoil it now. It does come back, but the watch doesn't really come back. No. And the girl who does the Britney Spears impression that they spent quite a long time on. He was, she was at least a 30 or 45 second clip on her. She, I thought for sure she was going to be the subject. Like when they brought her out, because <laughs> she was so funny. This girl was she, so funny, but she never comes she also, back. She never comes back, but I think she's actually like a pretty famous actress now. It's uh, her I bet name she is Jessa is. French. Okay. And she's been in the last thing she was in was 2014 and it was Christian Mingle. She was in Queens. You're the worst justified. That's interesting that she hasn't enlightened. Oh my God. That was such a. It's interesting. She hasn't done anything since 2014. Oh, she does ads now. It's not the enlightened no way. I thought. Never mind. What? The ambitious Miss French began her forays into cracking the human psyche as a private detective, co-founding the Red Hand Detective Agency. <laughs> so she isn't in acting anymore. She's oh. a PI. Really? Um. Okay. Mark told me I gotta quiet my voice down. Apparently he's moving around. Okay. Not Mark. Oh. Wayne is. So I will now we have to whisper. Um so anyway, she was very funny. <laughs> I really liked her character. I thought she was gonna come back just like you did, but unfortunately well, we don't see her again. I was sad that she didn't actually. Okay, okay. where are we? <clears throat> yes, so we're we transition. Yes. From uh, our friend Tommy looking at his watch. I'm assuming because that woman said, meet me out back in five minutes kind of thing, right? And he was going to go bang her in the alley. What the hell? Anyway, so he looks at his watch (laughs) and we transition to the watch in a field in the middle of the night and it's covered in gloop and goo and grossness. And we have our victim. We have Brennan, Booth, and Cam are on the scene. And Brennan says that the victim's bones are all broken. Uh, 
and that it's a male in their late 20s, early 30s. Cam believes that they've been dead for around two weeks. And Booth is in the background of this scene. They're in the middle of a field with really, really tall grass. And Booth is sneezing like crazy. And he's sneezing, sneezing, sneezing. And he's suffering from allergies. And I thought, same, same Booth, same. Me too. But have we ever experienced him having these allergies Never. before? Not we've once. And I know we've been him. in fields. Yes, we've been in fields. For sure. Okay? And Brennan, like when that it's little so boy was funny. kidnapped. Yes. No, no, go on. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I need to give you more space to talk. I no. apologize. No, you go. You no, I talk too much. Carry on. What is Brennan so doing? So Brennan then she gets annoyed with Booth sneezing and she thinks it's ridiculous that he was a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> and he has allergies and she's like how the hell are you supposed to kill anybody if you're sneezing like crazy like you give away your position and then he complains like no that was in the desert okay there's no trees or anything in the desert this is grass anyway regardless it, I thought it was funny as she called him out on being a sniper so the guy who found the body was operating some kind of uh, mulching machine or I called it um, I kept calling it uh, what did I keep calling it I'm sorry I just I've thought it was a grass way. cutting machine. You're right, though. It's some mulching machine. Which would make sense because he hasn't oh, been there in at least two weeks. Bushwhacker. Bushwhacking. Yeah. It looks like a bushwhacker. So the guy who found the body found it while he was bushwhacking in this field. That And Booth is giving him a hard time for not stopping sooner before he ran over the body with the bushwhacker. Oops. And he's like, oh, the grass is really tall. It's dark. Blah, blah, blah. And and then Booth's like, oh, well, why are you going so fast? He's like, well, because I have a date. He's like meeting this girl that he met on the internet. Anyway, this character cracks me up. He's like, oh, I, I was supposed to meet this girl and now it's going to slow me down. Anyway, uh, there's no there's... head attached. Sorry. Were they just, isn't he just meeting her at like a fast food restaurant? I don't know. He's going to go have, I forget what he said. I think he said falafel or something. Falafel, yeah, I think he said falafel or something like that. But anyway, there's no head yeah, attached falafel. to the body. There's no head attached to the body. So Brennan goes looking for it, and lo and behold, there it is in the bushwhacker. All in one piece. And Brennan, yeah, it's like totally stuck like to the tines. And Booth goes, wow, this guy really had it hard. Like he got killed. And then he got dumped in the swamp and now he's been bushwhacked and is decapitated. What else could go wrong? And then the next scene, the next we see is that his eyeball falls out and it's covered in ants. Anyway, I thought it was really funny. It was funny. And it wasn't as gruesome. Like I didn't find it creepy crawly no, like I would normally. It was like a cartoon. Exactly. It was funny. Yeah. And then we have our credits. Dun 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 Oh my god. Yeah, so this episode it starts out pretty serious-ish. 
But I don't know. Maybe, maybe the thing. I don't think it's serious at all. What do you mean? Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, fair. There is an eyeball that pops out of a skull with some ants, so maybe it's not. Yeah, and like Brennan's yelling at Booth for having allergies, and the skull is like comical, comically attached to bushwhacking. Anyway, never mind the whole bar scene we had before that. True, with all the cut eye and the "I'm a slave for you." (laughs) Okay, sorry. I just I just died laughing at that. <laughs> and I saw this episode yeah. a few times. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I don't know why though. It maybe it was something like Britney Spears was like in the news or there's something that I just read about something and then I watched this episode and she's like, I'm a slave for you. And I just thought it was really funny. Perfect timing. Okay. Britney Spears. We're back at the lab. Back at the lab. Although we're in Cam's office this time with Zach, Cam, and Angela. They're talking yes. about this this dude. Mm. Cam is saying that this guy was probably an athlete, and he was probably pretty hot, and he was super muscly, and um, how he had a cold. And because they found traces, we already kind of t- hit on this, but we they found traces of tea and honey and some throat lozenges in his stomach contents. So. The watch comes up. It has a heart rate. Blah blah blah. It doesn't really matter. It's more just for them. <laughs> You're to so help funny. Their... Camp. No. Can we just back up? This Cam's talking about. Camp. Oh, this guy was it's probably really hot. He was really it's hot. Sexy. It's and very Angela. Angela. But Angela's the one who's like, uh, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> exactly. I was surprised that Angela wasn't oh. jumping all over this. Like, oh wow. yeah, let me go draw a picture of him. Yeah, really I'll, eh? I'll, I'll make him do the blue steel look. literally this whole episode why is angela here yeah she did not need to be here at all no. No. um zach talks about this this is definitely a bit of a filler it's just to mention the fact that there was honey because um and so we find out the victim's name is tawny tommy sour he was reported missing two weeks ago but as part of this whole scene, Zach talks about how he's a gym rat too. Yeah. <laughs> he uses different words, but anyway, he every day he goes in the treadmill for three, 30 minutes, then he does 100 sit ups, 100 push ups, and 100 leg lifts, and then 20 minutes of free weights. And he's deceptively strong. And Kim is like, I'm deceived. <laughs> I'm deceived. <laughs> I love how Zach like, goes over his whole home gym routine. It's oh like, my God. No one asked you, Zach. No one asked you. There's so, a yeah, lot of things that out. no one asks. Sorry. I know. He's, no, don't be sorry. I know. Well, we'll later. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. Angela's job is rendered irrelevant because they basically checked out this guy's teeth. And she called them the orodontist or something like that. I had to listen a couple of times. Odontology. Odontology. That's it. So there was a, sorry, not orodontist odontologist well so they identify they identify this guy's as tommy sour i was like this name is what the hell's with his name (laughs) this name is fake (laughs) crazy he was reported missing by his neighbor two weeks ago and then next we have booth and brennan visiting his neighbor what we also need to talk about that later anyway but carry on we'll talk about it don't worry okay so now we got to go oh. see the neighbor, obviously. Yes, let's go see the neighbor. <sighs> this guy. <laughs> this is like my pet peeve. Alarms Why? that won't 
stop oh. going off. <laughs> so he is absolutely beside himself. He's in his he's in his apartment. They're talking to him. He's prepping for some. He's he's some clay sculpturist. He's prepping for an important show that's coming up, and he's losing his mind because this alarm ever since tommy died his alarm has been going off non-stop like ever since tommy disappeared sorry disappeared he can hear tommy's alarm through the wall and it's driving him crazy (laughs) it's driving him nuts and he asks for them to turn it off on their way out and they're like "Mm, no and even when the cops first came, he was like, can you just unplug it, please? And they shut him down, too. This doesn't Why won't seem they like turn it off, do. It's weird. It's very weird. But he, he breaks down his... When he tells stories of when... Of, of certain events that happened, he calls it his pre-alarm period and his post-alarm period. i know because brennan's admiring some of his work he's like that's my pre-alarm clock period (laughs) i thought that was so funny the writing is so good it is very good and so he kind of sticks them onto someone else another possible uh, suspect that that everyone calls fat pam this this girl who we find out that tommy was a trainer at some gym and Pam was one of his clients who became a little um, stalkery to him. Well, she was becomes very, very obvious. fond. She was very yes. fond of him. Yes, very fond of him. One of the things he said was that she started banging on his door in the middle of the night, wearing a teddy and heels, mm. and he did not let her in. Mm. Mm. And um, yeah, if they, he says, yeah, if they had sex, it was through a locked door. So, no, I don't think that they did anything. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to just back up here a little bit because yes. not everybody calls her Fat Pam. Tommy no. calls her Fat Pam. Second, True. she was very fond of Tommy. Yeah, showed up one night in lingerie, all that stuff. My issue with this scene, this is where Booth got on my nerves, is where Booth, as an FBI agent, asks if Pam and Tommy ever... And then he slams his hands together. I was like, get it together, Booth. Get it together. Because Brennan like rolls her eyes. She's rolling her eyes out. I'm like, okay, did they ever have sex? Like, she's basically like, Booth can't even, like, what was it? The last episode or two episodes ago, he didn't want to say breasts. And now he can't ask if they ever had. he can't say sex. It's unbelievable. It's even more. It is way better to ask someone if they've had sex than then to do this. smash your hands together. Smash your hands together. Like <laughs> smoosh. Like he's like smashing them together. And then he starts clapping for her because this guy, Matthew, the neighbor, is like, says, like I was saying, oh, and yeah, no, they didn't have sex unless, uh, unless it was through a locked door. I don't think so. And she's like, oh. Okay, so they didn't have sex. And Booth is like, good deduction. Way to go. <laughs> starts, cla- starts clapping for her. She's like, why are, why are you clapping? What is oh going my on God. right now? Brutal. Stop clapping. Anyway, this guy is just about to live in hell because no one will no turn, one will turn the off. alarm off for him. 
if I were him, I would have broken down that door by now. And I would call the just... landlord. Yes, hey, or that. Tommy's been gone for two weeks. His alarm keeps going off. Can you please go in and turn it off for me, please? Thank you. Or I'm not going to pay rent. That's a good solution. Yeah. God. You're so smart. Anyway, back at the like, lab. I would bust in there. Yeah, back at the lab. <laughs> okay. So, back at the lab. Back at the lab. So Zach and Cam are there. And they're... Zach, Zach and Cam... I think I put... Sorry, have I gotten ahead of myself? Go on. No, you're fine. I just want to be sure to say something here. Because Zach and Cam are examining the bones and i'm like why is cam there examining the bones can't she take the rest of the day off like they've been boiled her work is done yeah bye cam it's it is weird this whole season all of season three zach and cam and i've mentioned it in other episodes we've done in this season they have had a disproportionate number of scenes just the two of them yeah yeah it's like they have lost Hodgins and Zach have lost their like super close friendship since he went off to war and decided mm. to not be at his wedding. They're mm-hmm. not, they don't have that same silly like back and forth fun rapport anymore. So I feel like they've stuck Zach with Cam instead, which is different. Uh-huh. But anyway, that's fine. So they think that some, they have to look they're trying to figure out what the murder weapon is they can't really figure it out the the whole point of this scene is to say that some bone seemed to be seems to have been shaved off in the front so it doesn't look like there was any knife that that did this damage he wasn't killed with a knife mm-hmm. and it's not a cheese slicer because that would be ridiculous so it's something like that it's part of his neck vertebrae so it's part yes. of the c5 it's been the small bulb part of the bone has been shaved so that's weird they're very weird very odd so what do we, we have the gym. next booth yes booth and brennan have gone to the gym where tommy worked as a personal trainer booth is telling brennan they're apparently i guess before they walked in there we were arguing about the merits of training anyway booth is arguing that people are just trying to get healthy Brennan says that everybody's being vain. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> ah, whatever. Not Regardless. The kettle black. Regardless. While this argument's happening, Booth is distracted by a woman who's working out and he's ogling her. He's staring at her. And it's very unbecoming, Booth. Very unbecoming. Has he never been to a gym? Listen, a cool <laughs> guy like that. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to the gym for years. I go to gyms. I'm a gym girl. You are. I go to a boxing gym. Cool guys don't do this. I'm just going to say this. They go out of their way to pretend that they don't notice a hot girl working out. <laughs> truly. Truly. They just look away. They pretend like, that they're too, they're above it, you know, but they're looking, yeah. but they don't do this. My sister's had some creepy guys approach her. Oh, honey, honey. Listen. Yeah. I I remember one guy when I was a teenager and I was, I used to bodybuild. I used to lift weights at this gym and it wasn't a gold's gym. It was like East coast gym. Maybe it was like a gold's gym franchise. Anyway, I love that gym. Anyway, these guys would come up to me 
I would laughed in their faces, Brittany, because one guy had the nerve. He's coming up to me. He goes, and he was wearing bike shorts without underwear, and he was gross and nerdy. And his dick was flopping around. And I and he goes, "Hey, you come here often?" And I looked at him. I started laughing. I was like, "Yeah, every day." And I walked away from him. Like, fuck off, buddy. <laughs> I I used to have people hit on me, Brittany, when I was young. You it know? still happens, I'm sure. No, nobody looks at me anymore. Too everyone shy. looks at you. They're just too shy to approach you. Oh yeah, they're they're cool I... guys. They're cool guys. <laughs> That's <laughs> the descriptor you just gave of this guy with his shorts reminds me of. <laughs> it was Mark... so gross. As I looked at, I was like, "Man, put some fucking underwear on." Nice. Like, <laughs> Mark and I watched the movie. Oh my god, I thought it would come to me. Juno. Have you seen that movie with oh, with uh, Elliot Page? Years ago, years ago. So we watched. So oh my god, I can't believe they even put this in this movie. There's because uh, Michael Cera is supposed to be part of this like track and field group or cross country group, right? So they have him like him and the, these guys running by, and yeah. you know the main character is just is describing how they run by and it's like and their dicks flopping around. In their gym shorts, and then they zoom in on it, and all these dicks are just so funny, just like flopping around. I was like, I don't remember that part. That's funny. Oh my god! But it's true. It's true. I don't know how guys do it. It's that. It looks painful. It would be uncomfortable. I I would equate it to not wearing a bra without a bra. You never flop, 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 flop. It would be so uncomfortable. I agree. Anyway, on that note, where were we? <laughs> we're talking about Booth being a creep. This, oh, we're at the well, gym, right? We're at the gym. We meet the owner of the gym, this guy, yes. Doctor Jason, who is also a chiropractor. Interestingly enough, um, he's the wellness center's manager. Anyway, so he's trying to help them. They just talk a little bit more about Pam. He is not a fan of of the of tommy of the of the uh, victim right i'm kind of getting we're starting to get the impression that maybe not a lot of people were a fan of him mm-hmm. and anyway so they're gonna get miss noonan's address that's the name of pam they're gonna get her address and they're gonna meet up with her but in the meantime booth is just being a creep <laughs> yeah well dr j dr jason Walks yes. away from them to go get Pam Noonan's address, fat Pam Noonan's address. Poor girl. And when he walks away, Booth is starts staring at that woman again. And and oh Brenna's like, God. "Stop looking at, stop doing that. It's gross." <laughs> anyway, back at the FBI, we need a back at the FBI because we're at the FBI back a lot at the today. FBI. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Nice jingleys jingle. Hopefully, Charlie's there. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Uh, back at the FBI, Brittany, we meet, I am going to say, one of, I'd say, top two characters. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking about all the characters. Because, uh, you know, um, what's his face? Olivier Laurier, that guy. Yeah. Who was the st- stalked Brennan. He was uh, yeah, yeah. the guy who was on the... The website yeah, and and, at the site of, Bla- uh, site of yeah. blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oliver. Oliver, not Olivier. Oliver Laurier. 
he's hot there. I love that guy. I think he's so great. Here's the thing. This woman, Pam. We're going to get to know Pam throughout this episode. And she is quite a piece of work. <laughs> but she, the actress playing Pam, is amazing. She's amazing. I she can't. plays this character way too well. <laughs> I can't. This char- This woman is amazing. She's amazing. Oh, anyway. Also, I, lo- I looked her up and she is like she's, ripped now. She's, she's, she's great. Always, she was still stunning. In, she was stunning in this too, but like she's like drop dead gorgeous. Like anyway, she's a very, she's a seasoned actress. She's been in, she was also in Criminal Minds. Mm. I every time I see her in something, I really appreciate her acting. I think she's phenomenal. So her character is not so, but we will appreciate her character as she goes along. <laughs> she's she's just obsessed. amazing. She's amazing. She, she's amazing, but she's a psychopath. Yeah. So she brings yeah. in this album, this okay. photo album of Tommy. Brittany, I have to talk about this because she's sitting in Booth's office. She's sitting in Booth's office next to Brennan and she has brought in a photo album that has all pictures of Tommy. Every (laughs) single picture in this album is of Tommy and they are taken from far away. They're like surveillance photos. And as she's showing these pictures, like, wasn't he? He was so kind. He's so sweet. I love him so much, my Tommy. He's wonderful. Isn't he just so sensitive and wonderful? And Booth is, this is where Booth finally takes a turn in the episode and he he gains my admiration and respect again because he takes the album from her. He goes, so, Pam, these pictures, they're interesting. They seem to be taken from quite a distance. (laughs) she says that tommy is shy anyway it's this one woman of the things she loves about him she is she loves it about him that he's so shy and sensitive <laughs> and then a photo from a mile away she takes it very personally like thinking like are you sure tommy was attracted to you kind of questions and she's like why because i'm not a scarecrow like her and she points to brennan and brennan in Fine form takes this personally. <laughs> Brennan doesn't understand that she's dealing with a psycho woman next to her. Brennan doesn't get that this woman is crazy. Oh yeah, and takes things like stand up for herself. seriously. She's like, "What do you mean? I'm not a scarecrow. I'm not skinny. What are you talking about?" Like anyway. So then, get over it, Brennan. Is what I said. Pam tells them that she and Tommy were going to get married. Oh my god. And Booth's face, Booth's like, uh okay, that's when he breaks it to her, eh? That Tommy's dead. Yes. I was like, wow. This oh. whole this this character is iconic. This character is a nut job. <laughs> She's a legend. We very quickly transition as Kelly is very, very awesomely pointed out in the past. We transition from nice Booth's office meeting, not a suspect, to the interrogation room with Pam. <laughs> and Pam has been waiting, sitting in this interrogation room for over an hour, It would we find out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they wanted to check out some details. She is sitting there with some trail mix and she's sorting her trail mix. 
into each piece like by piece so like all the nuts are together all of like it's it's psycho behavior <laughs> although i do that sometimes but still it's psycho behavior it's okay you're a psycho you can admit it that's fine i'm an accountant for a profession so you have to be a little nutty <laughs> yes well the best part about this scene though is that what i really like about this is we don't just have booth and brennan anymore because Booth must have, in my mind, behind the scenes of what's going on, Booth clues in that there's something wrong with this woman. So they he he wants Sweets to take a look at who this person is, to sit in on the interrogation without her knowing that he's there. So Booth, sorry, Brennan and Sweets are sitting behind the glass watching Booth interrogate Pam. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you want to take over? <laughs> sure. So basically, yeah, Sweets is doing a psych eval from behind the glass. <laughs> Sweets, uh... anyway, I just think it's funny because uh, they have this interaction. This is a thing between Sweets and Brennan because she doesn't believe in psychology, again, which is a whole other load of crazy. You know what I mean? Oh, so. Yeah. Sweets is telling Brennan what's going on with Pam and how she seems like a certain way. He says like, she's manipulative. She's obviously, you know, not stable. And she's, he's just telling her little details. And Brennan says, Oh, that that's interesting. And then Sweets says, you're lying. You don't think it's interesting at all. <laughs> and she agrees with him. She's like, Oh, you're right. I don't agree with yeah. you. Or I don't think right. it's interesting. And then again, Sweet starts his evaluating of Brennan. He's always evaluating Brennan, and she hates it when she tell when he does that. And then he's she says, "Focus on Pam. Focus on Pam." And then Sweets tells Brennan that Pam's nervous. That's why she's sorting out her candy on the table. And Brennan goes, "Oh, what if she's just bored? She's been here for over an hour. You know, she has nothing else to do." Anyway, I just thought that was funny too. Like she's just. Everything he says, she argues with him. Oh, yeah. And then Booth et Booth enters the interrogation room to talk to Pam, and immediately Pam professes her love for Tommy and her innocence. And Booth is being very careful with this woman. Like, I like the way he talks to her. And Sweets yeah. is really impressed with the questions that Booth is asking her. He's like, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> He's just agreeing with everything Booth is doing. And we go between Booth and Pam and Brennan and Sweets. Sweets is sort of comment, commenting on things. And I just explain it's her really behavior kind of. It, it's really oh, Sweets is explaining that Pam is crazy, basically. He's trying to tell yeah. her that she's passive aggressive and she's manipulative. And then Brennan just wants him to tell her if she killed Tommy. She's like, I don't care yeah. about any of this stuff. Just tell me if he killed her. And Sweets can't answer that. He's like, I don't know. She, I don't know that. So anyway, uh, Booth gets some information from Pam and confirms, like, to confirm her alibi. Because she says she was away while Tommy yeah. was being killed. Then Booth gets up to leave her in the interrogation room. And... He's walking away to call and check her alibi. And she says sort of under her breath, who's going to love me now? And Booth actually has this moment of weakness where he feels bad for her. And he says, I'm sorry. He consoles her and he touches her on the shoulder. 
And when he does that, Sweets reacts and Sweets goes, oh, no, 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 don't touch her. Don't touch her. Right. And Brennan's like, why? That's a big deal. So Pam. You see Pam like smiling like, oh, a new person to love. Yes, he yeah. loves me. But no, you don't know that right away. But there is that really weird kind of transition. She, yeah. Where she's like. She does this like smile. <laughs> Thank you, Agent Booth. Thanks. Thank you. Anyway. The, just to add to how off this off her rocker this woman was. The reason she was away for the last month is she was visiting her parents to plan hers and Tommy's wedding. She's nuts. She's delusional. Like, Delulu. Delulu. Totally She's crazy. Delusional. But my favorite part is when after this, Booth is in his office on the phone with Pam's parents, apparently. And Brennan and Sweets are walking into Booth's office and they're talking, yap, yap, yap at each other. And he tells them to keep it down because he's on the phone. That That's what I'm talking about, the director, okay? The yeah. fact that, like, he does this thing where they walk into his office and they're talking really loudly. And he's like, I'm on the phone. Like, keep it down. Just quiet. And I just thought that was, that's just a little detail. I thought that was really, really funny. Anyway. It was perfect. I, I yeah. thought it was appropriate too because they're being like yeah she's dangerous she's a psycho and he's on the phone with her parents so it's like <laughs> yeah maybe we don't say that stuff when her parents are listening anyway um, it's just one of those things where sweets keeps saying that she's dangerous 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 yes and then Ruth and Brennan kind of make fun of him and go yeah she's so dangerous Ooh, I'm so scared and they kick him out of Booth's office or like getting telly shooing him away. He's like, they asked this guy to come and help them. He goes to help them, and then they're like, shoo, shoo, fly, shoo. We don't need you anymore. They're so mean to him. This I want to try. I hope they stop this. What I texted you before. Yes. This is one of the scenes. Yes. That I thought it made it obvious what is to come. Oh, well, I didn't Let's know that was going to happen. It. But yes, I understand what you're saying for sure. There's a few, there's a few little spots that I was like, oh, okay. They're, they're kind of like dropping hints. Well, this is anyway. the way I see what you mean. So by him saying this and this happening and like they're going to start it. They're going to start believing Sweets more. Yes. Oh, true. Um, When Sweets is on his way out the door, like you were saying, they're, sh- sh- they're shooing him away. He's like, yes. don't forget, Um, we have our session at four on Tuesday. Uh, see you there. Let's do trust exercises. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sweets. <sighs> He's great. He is a wonderful addition. I will admit. I'll admit it's very good. I like that they're using him more. Like in cases and not just for their therapy now. Like they're bringing her in and seeing his opinion about her is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So we're in Cam's office. Back at the lab. Back at the lab. So it turns out, very fortunately for us, not so fortunately for Tommy, that (laughs) he actually has E. coli in his blood. And they were actually able to track it down to the checker box 
restaurant where he was doing the karaoke um and it's the result of him having tainted raw honey so that's why we were obsessively bringing up the honey at the beginning of this episode yes and also we also find out that he was uh stoned when he died he was on some thc whatever so yeah yeah it kind of comes up later but not really so it's fine Mm. (laughs) but we got to go back to the checker box restaurant now what a wonderful Mm. place to be Mm -hmm. do you want to do you want to talk about the checker box restaurant kelly Sure. We arrive back at the checker box. We're being treated to the same show tune, I believe, that we heard at the beginning of the episode sung by our African-American friend. Again, do we know this guy? He's a Broadway guy. I don't know. No idea. Booth is, Booth is at the bar waiting for her. And when she walks in, when Brennan arrives, sorry, she walks in and Booth's like, oh my God, thank God you're here. I was going to start shooting people if you were going to leave me alone much longer because he can't stand all this show, all the show tunes. It's driving him crazy. And then Brennan says that she's really impressed. This is so funny how impressed Brennan is with all these people at the open mic night at Checkerbox. It's so funny. They're talking, Booth and Brennan, chat, chat, chat. And these people in front of them turn around. And we I recognize them from earlier in the episode. They're in the front row. One of them, the guy has a guitar. This woman was the one who whispered to Tommy before he went, when he before he looked at his watch at the beginning of the show. Anyway, they turn around and shush, 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 stop talking, stop talking, right? And then finally, the big this big guy with the guitar turns around and goes, would you shut the hell up, you know? You want me to get the manager? And Booth's like, yeah, actually, I would like you to get the manager. And he shows him his FBI ID. Like, uh, point me out. Point the manager out to me, bud. He's like, okay, he's over there. And then we're introduced to our manager. We are? Played by... What? Felix. <laughs> he is a star trek guy all the way i love I, him uh researched to see if he was in buffy or angel and he wasn't actually even though he was in everything else um he's been around forever ethan phillips is the actor's name we love him we love him we love him so much and sorry what i was looking up while Don't we were chatting sorry. yeah yeah our african-american friend who Thank is you. singing Corner of the Sky again. Oh, <laughs> what's this song from? He came in 12th place. It's from Pippin. So, oh, okay. Thank from you. From the musical Pippin. He came in 12th place on the sixth season of American Idol. Wow. He is so also who else was Idol in finals. American Idol? Is there anybody else in American Idol on here? Mm, I wonder. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe. I didn't Because there were I'd other people. I wish I had looked more into it. Brandon yeah, Rogers. Okay. He was Andy Striker. Post Idol. Yeah, he was on Bones. He's been in a couple different shows. He was a headliner for America's Favorite Finalists. EJ Curse. Who the fuck is that? I I think that that's it. I think it's just the two of them. But they're both from American Idol. 
Okay. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. Sorry, I got, I got a sidetracked, but yeah. That's okay. Um, in this scene, though, they talk about, um, they say, oh, everyone thinks that when they're talking to the manager mm-hmm. and they tell and they tell him that Tommy was murdered. Yeah. They're talking about, oh, yeah, open mic night. Everyone's talented. I figured he just found got a paying gig. That's why he disappeared. I didn't think anything of it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Everyone always thinks they're going to be the next Kelly Clarkson. And, <laughs> and Brennan's like, uh, who's Kelly Clarkson? Yeah. He's this like, is you know, American Idol? Because yeah, of you? Is... Because of me? Why? <laughs> what do I do? Like, this is where we learn Brennan doesn't know American Idol. Fun. Oh my God. This is fun. Fun, fun, fun. Kelly Clarkson is mega famous, even if you didn't watch American Idol. Anyway, it's a good. Is she famous though? Oh yeah, she's really famous. She has that her oh, own like, talk show and everything. In now. England, in Japan, is she famous over there? Oh, I don't know. She's definitely famous. I mean in here. States. Yeah, she's definitely famous in like North America. Of course, she's famous here. Yeah. Anyway, so then we find out about uh, if anybody didn't like Tommy, and then we're told about Chris Calabasas, his rival, (laughs) singing the song that happens to be a Nickelback song, which is a riot to me. What a riot. What a riot. (laughs) I wonder if, are you a Nickelback girl? I don't mind them. I don't know why people hate on them so much. I hate, I really hate them. I can't You're not gonna belt them. out far away by Nickelback anytime no soon. Way. God no. God no. <laughs> is that do uh, they sing This is how you remind yeah. me of who I really am? They sing that. Kelly's a huge <laughs> fan. You obviously. And me. For all of our listeners, um Kelly is really into Nickelback and Hodgins. <laughs> Hodgins and Nickelback. Add it to the list, right? Her two favorites. I'm such a contrarian. <laughs> They're not my kind of band. Like it's always got fair. Just Nickelback. Uh what's the name of that band? They sing that one. They're the Your Sex is on Fire. What's that called? They're Maroon Five? No. No. No, come on. Everybody's screaming at the phone at their phones right now. Sex is like on seriously. Fire. Sex is on fire. Uh Kings of Leon. Yes, there we go. Similar vibe, but yeah. like cooler, you know. But I don't like more I don't like them. like allowed. <laughs> I don't no? like them. There's That's something okay. about allowed. that that style of voice, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. You don't like when singers sound like uh, 80s punk bands? They No. Okay, you don't know an 80s punk band if it hit you across the face, Brittany. I only know. That's not an 80s punk band. Have you seen, or 90s, have you seen Ted? What? The movie Ted? No. There's a scene I need to, I'm, I'm going to find it for you. Okay. You're gonna find it hilarious. Anyway, okay. There's a scene in that where he starts like making fun of. It's not punk. It's '90s like pop bands. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'll just find it and send it to you. 
You find it. I'll talk. Uh, what do we got? So we are talking to Chris now after his performance. And uh, he complains that Tommy stole his song the night that there was a talent scout there. Chris and he exchanged some words and went into the back alley. And then Tommy was just never seen again. So he he was pissed at Tommy. He didn't like him because he would fill his bar with his gym rat friends. And they had no respect for the other performers. And Chris is insulted by Brennan because she basically makes a swipe at him for wanting to be a star and how it's very like self-centered and like, you just want to be the center of attention. And he just, he kind of gives her a look like, where did you get this one? You know? And then he says that uh, Tommy has a video of his set on MySpace, which is the first I've heard. This is a, how many times have they mentioned MySpace on this show? And then during this conversation, Brennan's, looks at the guy who's performing on stage and he's like this Frank Sinatra guy who's sort of like, uh, he's singing like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, like shooby doo kind of guy. And she goes, Oh wow. I really like this guy. He's really good. And, and then Ruth calls her Paula. You're muted. Like Paula Abdul. I know, but it took me a second watch to figure out who he meant. I was like, Paula, Paula, who? Oh, Paula, <laughs> you yes. sent me the scene? I did. I don't want to be with you. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> counting crows, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Hootie and the Blowfish. It's Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh, they want to be with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they don't really pronounce the words. It's just kind of like, anyway. It's very funny. <laughs> Something really. That's Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish is classic. You know what? You can shit all you want about it's like that and the spin doctors. You can shit all over them, but you know, their songs were pretty catchy. Well, and they are inspiration for a lot of music that came out after them. Honey, everything's derivative at this point. So it's true. That was a okay. funny moment. Then what happens? We are now with mitch well chris says oh he was pretty open about his relationship with tommy and their rivalry and he says he didn't go with tommy anywhere he came back into the bar because he wanted to talk introduce himself to the talent scout who yeah. he points out is in the corner this guy in the corner so, so he's gonna go meet the talent scout mitch booth so is gonna go do that yeah yes so booth walks over and he's oh my God. We so find funny. out that him and his roommate had a band in college and they were pretty well, good. Is that but true? I don't who knows? Know. But the talent scouts would always sit up front. So he was accusing this guy of being a phony because he's like, why are you sitting all the way back here? Something's kind of off. And then he distracts him, grabs his notebook, and it turns out this guy's just sitting there doodling, sitting there in a suit. And yeah, so he's going to step outside with the manager and they're going to have a little bit of a talk because... Not He's before not I who... paused on the notebook to see what the sketches were because I wanted to know what he was doodling. Just a bunch and of I pieces. Could I could only see the second page. I couldn't because Ruth flipped up the first page really quickly. But on the second page, it's so funny. They're like all these big googly-eyed alien things. And then he has this one in the corner. It says Philly sucks. <laughs> I did not see that. Oh, my God. Yes. I paused on it because I thought it was so funny. I wonder who did that. I wonder if each of the... Somebody did. Some set, oh, yeah. set person probably drew it, you know? Well, that's hilarious. Okay. So, 
Booth has this guy Mitch and the owner out back and he's saying, okay, what the hell is going on? Why are you impersonating a talent scout? Then realizes that the manager is in on it. And it, the whole idea was if he got this talent scout, to, someone pretending to be a talent scout to sit there and start this rumor that every Monday, if you come, there's going to be a talent scout sitting there and you could become famous, then it would draw in more business. So that was the whole, that was the whole purpose of it. So, yeah. So now Booth is like, well, you're now both under investigation for murder, so don't go anywhere. But um, in the meantime, Pam is sitting in her car in her BMW. Like, what does, she, what does this bitch do for work? Anyway, so she's in her BMW holding up a camera, taking a picture for her new photo album of Booth. Yes. In the shadows, taking creepy pictures. There's creepy, scary music playing in the background as she takes these pictures on her digital camera. And I just commend this actress. This actress is amazing. She's giving me the heebie-jeebies, so she must know what she's doing. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Back at the lab. I'm being a liar. Back at the lab. I'm being a liar. liar. Here's a Zach and Hodgins scene just the two of them (laughs) yeah but it's cantankerous and yes you know it's not a good relationship yeah they don't have the same relationship that they used to like season one season two they had such a sweet funny vibe going on joking about king of the lab etc and now yeah they're just talking and zach took no no britney focus they're okay Hodgins interrupts yes. Zach. He interrupts yes, he Zach does. and says, hey, you done with these bones yet? I really need these freaking bones. And can episode. I have the bones? And Zach's like, I need the bones. And then anyway, it's the same argument all the time. I want the bones. You can't have them. Blah. And then Zach, out of nowhere, for no reason at all, says, you know, I used to be a singer, too, when I was younger. My parents put me in singing because they thought it would help me with my social skills and then Hodgins responds to this by going really (laughs) yeah it was quite good (laughs) really they thought it would help your social skills kind of response I just thought well it didn't fucking work anyway did not work (laughs) Zach is boasting about his singing skills boasting 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 and then Hodgins kind of gets interrupts the boasting and then Zach interrupts Hodges by starting to sing. He starts belting out this tune. I can't remember the song right now. Love is a many splendored thing by Frank Sinatra. Love is a many splendored thing. Anyway, he starts singing in this really deep kind of, would you call that a bass? Well, not baritone. It's like bass, isn't like, it? Yeah. Tenor. Tenor, More tenor, probably. Yeah, sort of this tenor tone. He's very loud. And then it starts He's drawing. very talented. Like, crowd people start coming around because they hear him singing and they're all standing there watching him just belt out this tune he ends with this very strong very controlled note and everybody starts clapping yay and then Hodgins is just like he's very operatic I'll give him that oh yeah and and then everyone's like everyone's just staring so he's like is there something you guys need they're like uh no and then Hodgins just steals a bunch of bones and leaves. He's like, I, I need this, this, and this. I can get particulates off this to help you find a friggin' weapon, so leave me alone. And then yeah. when 
Zach asks if they want anything because Angela and Cam are kind of dumbfounded. They're completely flummoxed standing there like they can't believe what they just heard. And Zach's like, I have to get back to work now. But the way that Zach looks in this scene, I'll bring it up. He looks crazy in this scene. Oh, yeah. There's something not right with this guy's head. I think the last few episodes have been kind of like this. I think we've, we've sort of touched on it. And it, it seems like his confidence is building, though, at the same time. It's like, weird, but be... it's disjointed, right? Because it's like totally. confident, but very inept socially. Like, yes. Not very good. Yeah, he. This this version of Zach is not the version that we came to love in season one and two. So the army did a number on him. <laughs> it would appear. It would appear. It would appear. So we're at the Royal Diner because apparently they really like the shitty coffee there. Um, And so Booth and Brennan are chatting and it turns... Anyway, Brennan is kind of boasting a little bit about her accolades, how she is this award-winning scientist and she also has these books that are on the bestseller lists and blah 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 and how it shouldn't just be like if you have a brain you should get recognition for it it shouldn't just be athletes and musicians and those types of things and brennan is like cops yeah how about cops Brittany's trying to rush through this. I know she's got to go to bed. So no, no. we'll just say they start having this interesting thing where she's saying that he is the best agent. She's ar- making this argument about people wanting to be the center of state, center of the attention and on stage and being a star. And she's like, I, you know, I want to be the best. You want to be the best. You're the best sniper. You're the best agent. I wouldn't want to align myself with an agent who's less than me. So that's why I'm with you because you're the best. And he's like, oh, wow. He's kind of chuffed when she says that. Yeah. But then he says, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought I always, I think sometimes that you act as though you're better than me. And she's like, well, you know, if they, you know, I am in t- more intelligent. She does like, not go about this well, but anyway. <laughs> theoretically, I'm more intelligent than you. And he's like, oh, there it is. Here we go. <laughs> and, and, but then she capitulates and says, well, you are, I know my limitations. You're better at yeah. some things. I'm better at some things. And he says, well, just so you know, I really respect the science thing that you do. <laughs> <laughs> and then Booth yes. gets a phone call. Who is it? This, I completely skipped over that. I just wrote like, oh, okay, science and accolades. But the most important part of this scene to me was the fact that Booth gets a call from Pam requesting a special individual, just the two of them meeting. Brennan absolutely is not allowed to be there. And she can be at his office in 30 minutes. Yeah, he looks like a psychopathic serial killer in this uh, in this scene. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking. Sorry. Yeah, we're looking at Zach, we're looking sorry. at a, a screenshot of Zach's face in the last uh, scene. So <laughs> okay, yeah, Booth is like, okay, well, is this about Tommy? Because unless it's about Tommy, then why are we getting together? She's like, mm. well, what else would it be about? Oh my god, so creepy. Um, First of yeah, all, I just so, want to say before we go to the next part. 
whoever gave this woman Booth's number should be fired. Yeah. So apparently the reason the way that he was she was able to get through to his personal cell phone is because she called the station or called the FBI and said that she was his mother trying to get in touch with him. You would think that there would be a little bit more security than that. Also, Agreed. I think that she's sitting in her car outside the Royal Diner. A hundred percent. She's watching she's him. Watching him from a distance, adding more pictures to that photo album. She's so it creepy. Is just, it is so creepy. It's really smart. creepy. He meets her at the FBI, at least. Mm. Like, not that... I feel like if he met her anywhere else, that maybe she could get the jump on him. I don't know if she would, mm. but it just seemed like a good idea. Anyway, so once once she once he gets off the phone, Brennan's like, "Well, why I, why can't I come?" And he calls her a well-adjusted woman, and then she continues to talk about her uh, her accomplishments, being a best-selling author. She won some other award. Blah blah blah. Anyway, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, Ruth meets up with Pam at the FBI. She walks in. She's so grateful to see him. He's like, what's the thing? What's the information you want to give me? What's going on about Tommy's murder? She ends up giving him a little gift bag with socks in it because she noticed that he likes to wear colorful socks. He's like, okay, this is weird. Like, I don't thanks, I guess. And then... She knows she's looking around the office. Oh, you like hockey? Oh, I have that picture in my office, too. I was like, no, you don't. A, B. Then she notices Parker's picture on. Oh, my God. And she's like, oh, is that your nephew? Is that your son? Oh, it's your son. Booth actually tells her that's his son. Ask him if he's married. Ask him if he's dating Brennan. Like, she's just trying to figure it out. And then she's like. Oh, I can't wait to tell my mother that you just called me that. Like, because he says at one point he back tells her to back off and that she's being really inappropriate and calls her ma'am. He says, ma'am, this is inappropriate. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm going to tell my mother that you just called me ma'am. That's so cute. Anyway, this woman is crazy. I was worried about the Parker thing. I was like, oh, shit. I thought this the is the thing. second time that Parker's picture has gotten Booth in trouble. <laughs> Remember yeah, when maybe, he got kidnapped? Yes, maybe he just doesn't keep a picture of Parker in his office, even though like he maybe loves him don't a lot. leave your picture of your kid there. Exactly, or meet psychopaths in the interrogation room. I don't know what he was room. thinking. I don't know what he was thinking, but I just think like she's a psycho. Like she's crazy. Yeah. Wow. This is not good thinking on his part no in my opinion because he starts to freak out like booth oh yeah he's like at one point he's like okay this is weird this is weird clearly you don't have information on tommy please leave no 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 (laughs) um and then they go to now we end up in brennan's office and brennan and sweets are watching this video of tommy sour our victim on his from his MySpace page, so he's singing mm-hmm. some song, and Booth comes in, and they're wondering how things are going, and he tells them a little bit about how things went, and Brennan is laughing about it, and Booth and Sweets are like, "Oh, this is not funny." Like him giving her socks is like, or her giving, her him, giving him socks, socks is yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is very, very, very bad. 
Then they notice, Sweets notices, they're having this side conversation. Sweets notices that on the MySpace recording, which was a recording of our victim singing at this karaoke bar, it zooms over to a guy who, the, the guy that you were talking about with the guitar that was giving Booth a hard time for talking, Booth and Brennan a hard time for talking. Mm-hmm. He was giving cut eye to Tommy for talking to the girl that was sitting with him. Mm-hmm. Or for not talking, for looking at her some way in the video. And so he's, they were like, oh, we got to talk to this guy because this is someone who is very angry. Sweet's explanation. Yes. Kelly. Before you get there, though, while they're watching Tommy's video and they determine that Tommy's a tryhard and he'll be a one-hit wonder, he would have been a one-hit wonder because he has no heart. Brendan tells them that she used to love to sing when she was younger and she wanted, she loved Cindy Lauper and loved Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And her mother always told her that she sounds even better than Cindy Lauper, which Sweets says, oh, that's nice of your mother to do that. Yeah, it's like, no, I, nice. I was a good singer. Sweet's like, okay, sure. I'm sure you were. <laughs> and then she and was goes, just being affectionate. <laughs> yeah. Sweet's like, no, you're just being affectionate. Or she was just being affectionate with you. And Brennan's like, no, she wasn't. I was a good singer. And then Booth, at this point, he's had to separate them because they're already having this nature versus nurture argument and all this crap again. And then there's a couple of things that happen here. Because first, <clears throat> Sweets and, and Brendan get separated by Booth. And then Sweets goes, don't worry about it, Booth. We're just having a friendly collegial debate. And then Brennan's reaction to this is like, uh, yeah, sure we are. <laughs> She's like had to rethink her, like, you know, her position on all these arguments they have, right? And then Booth also in this moment challenges Brennan to sing. He says, sing then. I want you to sing. Mouth out of tune right now. Sing. Yeah. And she's like, no, I need the right environment. I need the right circumstances. I can't just sing like that. That's crazy. And then that's when Sweets notices the video. You're right. And then, yes. yeah. I did. I jumped ahead a little bit. The other thing that- No, I just, I it's jumped. funny. No, it's hilarious. And- <laughs> There's also, while they're watching this, there's on the bottom of the screen is a debut CD, I Can't Do Better Than You, which is coming soon. And so they're like, oh shit, Pam would have read into that like, oh, this is some other woman. I'm so jealous of this situation. So, Mm. yeah, we're going to go and talk to Mr. Well, Tommy was flirting with this woman. Yeah, yes. so Tommy's flirting with this woman and then Tweets describes the man in the background how he has like all these physical <laughs> sort of body language indicators that say that he wants this Tommy guy to get the fuck out of his way. And yeah. while he's describing his face like furrowed brow, clenched jaw, Booth's sitting there like furrowing his brow, clenching his jaw, pursing his lips, and he's like imitating everything that and Sweets is saying. Anyways... Booth is so funny in that scene. This, yeah. This, after, once we got past him, like. Yeah. Yeah. Creepily looking on that girl at the gym. Then he got, he was fine after that. Thank goodness. Okay. Where are we at? We're back at the lab. Back at the lab. Yes. Back at the lab. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. So (laughs) we're back at the lab 
And now Brennan, based on the conversation, based on this realization that maybe this angry looking dude could have been the killer. Maybe it wasn't one of the people that we've talked about before. This guy, he played guitar. Could the guitar string have been the murder weapon? Let's figure it out. Mm. Mm. So she has the whole team together. She cuts through a block of cheese and she's like, yep, okay, the guitar string definitely could have been the weapon. And Booth is like, oh, because it cut the cheese. And they are laughing. Like, they <laughs> are stifling their laughter, trying to all hold it in, laughing together, which seemed very genuine. It seemed like the actors themselves. I wonder if this was kind of like an ad lib. I don't um, know, but it was so funny. It was so funny. So now Zach and Hodgins are going to act out what they think happened in this in this scenario zach is obviously going to be the victim because he's always the victim and hodgins is going to be the killer the who they think is the killer the guitar player so he brings him so zach ends up in front of hodgins with his back to hodgins front he pulls the wire behind him the guitar string gets pulled tight he slices his throat he loses consciousness falls forward smashes his chin and yes, this has to have been it. So they feel pretty this confident is, about this. None of this is necessary. I'm just going to say this no, whole scene is superfluous. Well, not just that. The whole reenactment crap. It's like they were really filling. There's a couple scenes in here like, yeah. where they're really filling the time a little bit. I don't know, maybe it's the end of the season. Uh, it's a short season. They don't have as much money. They're just making shit up just to get by. But I just thought it was like, we've all seen Goodfellas. We know what garroting is. It's like, yes. everybody knows this already. We don't need to reenact it. But I did see, I did notice uh, Zach's knee pads under his pants when he fell to the floor. I was like, oh, he's wearing what? knee pads. Oh, I did not notice that. I'm going to look it up Well, now. the actor has to wear something. He fell right on his knees. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. Um, I found... This is a, just another example, though, of how Zach is acting a little different. Yeah. Is in the past, he never really moaned or groaned about being the victim or playing the victim. Yeah. But in this scene, he's like, oh, I'm always the victim. Like, oh, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I can't wait to see the knee pads. I'm looking. It's this very up. This brief. Is... It's only a second, but it's definitely I could see so the them underneath the, see it. the pants. But I mean, that's just he had to wear knee pads. He fell onto his knees. So, yeah. Yeah. They don't want any WSIB claims. <laughs> whatever those are so where are we we're gonna oh, go yeah. talk to we find out that the guitar guy his name was dax yeah and so they're they're talking to dax and it becomes very clear very quickly that this guy is not our murderer that That's he was right. just not so a fan out, of tommy no he didn't like tommy nobody likes this tommy dude he no. was a jerk. Apparently, he really doesn't like him because Dax introduced Tommy to Dr. Jason from the gym. 
because Dr. J was looking for trainers. And then Dr. J wanted to go into business with Tommy or they were going to go into business together and they borrowed 50 grand. And then Tommy stole that money to produce his own CD, which is very underhanded. So they left Dax. I don't know where they go when they leave them in the interrogation room. Do they say, oh, you're free to leave? How does this work? Because they left Pam in there. They've left Dax in there. Anyway, whatever. So then- you're free to go. You're free go to go. So then, the street. Um, so then Booth puts out a bolo for Dr. J because he's, you know, he's got to get him into the FBI as soon as possible. And then the next scene is another scene where I feel it was unnecessary, but they needed to fill the time because they go back at the lab and Brennan is harassing Hodgins to hurry up and get her the particulate results from the C5 shaving that he took from Zach a little while ago. And she's standing there talking to Hodgins, gets a call on her phone, and she's got to leave right away, but then yells back at Hodgins that she wants the results as soon as possible. Okay. Saw the new pads. Oh, good. Next, what do we have? We have Dr. J in the interrogation room. What, what happens here? In- He's in the interrogation room. This guy seems like seems very genuine. Seems like someone who just had his life ruined by some asshole. Because it turns out, as you mentioned already, that Tommy had stolen fifty thousand dollars from him that they were supposed to use toward this gym. And so he basically decided, you know what? I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I don't really have any family attachments. I'm just gonna disappear. That was his plan. So that's why they find mm-hmm. they actually found him traveling extremely far away in Ohio, trying to make another life for himself because he has this huge debt that he's not going to be able to repay to the bank. So he's trying yeah. to avoid them. Mm. So he talks about he talks all about that. They're still pushing back at him and they're like, okay, well, do you use any wires in your practice, either as a chiropractor or at the gym? Basically saying, like, can you, did, did did you have the murder weapon? And fortunately, because he is like, you know what, I'm not going to answer answer any of their questions without a lawyer, but Hodgins barges in. Mm. Because like Kelly <laughs> I love said, this so much. Like you pointed out, he, yes. when, when she left, when Brennan left, she's like, okay, I need those results. Like, whenever you have yeah. them, just come and get me. Yeah, so he barges into this interrogation room and is like, Ruth "I have the evidence." So mad! Oh, he so mad! Busts into the room. Okay, I got the particulates, and Hodgins completely ignores Booth. It's so uh, funny. Booth is so mad that Hodgins is here, and he's totally telling Brennan. He's like, "All oh, these particulates, the elements that make up." This specific clay, which Doctor J identifies right away, because he gives the elements, and then and then. Booth's like, what's that? And then Dr. J goes, oh, that's clay. And then Obviously. right away, <laughs> Hodgins, uh, Hodgins is like, yeah, that's right. You're right. So, And then Dr. J goes, oh, I don't work with clay at all. And then Hodgins goes, ah, don't worry about it. You'll be cleared. You'll be letting, you'll be let go. Yeah. No problem. And Booth's like, wait a minute. No, you can't say that. We don't know that. He's so mad at him. And then Hodgins goes to sit on the table to keep talking to Brennan. And then, of course, Booth hates this and he quickly lifts up Hodges so he doesn't sit down on the table. Anyway, 
So they find and then Hodgins this gets his pen and starts waving it around. He starts waving around and pointing it. He goes, <laughs> Guess what? Would you believe the clay with these particulates? Blah, 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 these specific clay was sent to who? Our neighbor friend. The neighbor. Matthew. Sent to Tommy's neighbor, the sculpture artist. Which is insane to me because he this reported him crazy. missing. Crazy. He's the one who reported him missing. So yeah, so now we're back at the back at his apartment and they have a warrant to search his place. They immediately find this clay cutting wire that's consistent with what they believe that the murder weapon would have been. And he is like, just look at it. There's no blood on it, obviously. Because I guess he thought he was a genius. And she's like, actually, I'm going to quickly just swab this thing with this special um, liquid. And if it turns blue, then, yeah, you're the killer. And sure enough, it turns blue. And he's like, oh, you don't understand. He was such an asshole. All he did was sing all day at the top of his lungs, day and night. <laughs> I just needed some sleep. Why would he do this to me? I never thought I could kill him. I mean, he's so much bigger than me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway but then at the end he's like but when he died it was finally quiet it was so quiet <laughs> but then flash i don't know man like because okay fine he confesses immediately to garroting his neighbor that's insane oh, yeah. like Literally you have insane. to be like how how you have to crazy. be nuts but and you also have to be strong and how yes. sharp is that shit he also disposed of the body. This is my question. And then reported him missing. Where? How did he get the body from the back alley to that field? No idea. Because he was pretty little. And I don't know. Artists like that probably didn't have a car. True. He took the body on the bus. It's fine. Jesus Christ. Oh, my friend's drunk. It's fine. <laughs> Half his head's falling off. Half his head is, is gone. Yeah, oh no, he's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. He's just, I'm I'm just wanting, I'm trying to get him home safely. Um, anyway. All right, girl. Are you ready for this? So, oh, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. So, we have one psycho in jail. Done. Done. Step two. Yes. Let's go to the Checkerbox restaurant with all of our staff. Angela's there. Cam's there. Zach, Hodgins, Booth, Sweets. Brennan walks in, happens to be the last one to walk in. And yep. Booth is like, guess what? This is the <laughs> environment you need. Are you going to sing Cindy Lauper? Yeah. Girls just want to have fun. So he is very excited for this. She's like, Okay. And Sweets is going to be singing Lime into Coconut after her, which <laughs> is very funny because that becomes uh, like his signature song later in this really? series. Yeah. Really? Oh my yeah. God. I was so, going to be Chumbawamba or something. No, no, that would be, he did, he did mention was it in this scene or someone mentioned no, when they were watching the video of Tommy yes. singing, he was talking about one hit wonders and he was talking about Chumbawamba's, uh, was it hot tubbing or what's it called? Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. Da, da, da. Tub thumping. Tub, tub thumping. Tub thumping. I'm thinking of the wrong song. Are we going to anyway, sing it? Okay. Let's go. So she's like, okay, if you insist, this is obviously the perfect environment for her. She rips off her jacket. She gets right on stage immediately. Okay. Brandon is going to sing. She starts. She starts she's to starting. sing. She's starting. And it's going well because she's from a family of singers. Yep. Her sister, Zoida Chanel, is like on another level, phenomenal singer. So Pam walks in and she's like, Look at me, not her. Seely. Can we just Seely. say? All right. But right before this happens, She's freaking out because Ruth is having the time of his life oh, yeah. watching Brennan sing Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Brennan is having a great time jumping around the stage. Oh, yeah. Ruth is clapping. Is. He's smiling. He's having a good time. And Pam does not like this. She's no. yelling. She wants him to look at her and not Brennan. Because she sees what we all see, that Booth is in love no, with Brennan. Okay. 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 Carry on. So, so then she pulls her gun out and starts saying, Seely, Seely. And then he looks around and she's like, I'm doing this for us. And aims the gun at Brennan, mm-hmm. shoots the gun. Booth immediately jumps in front of the bullet, gets a bullet mm-hmm. in his right breast, which yes. cannot be a good place to be shot. No. no. And hodgins yells someone call 911 to zach mm-hmm. they're all freaking out yes brennan is desperate to get him to stay with him get her get him to stay with her and it's like it's okay booth it's okay come on come on you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay very like talking through it and all we see at the end of this episode is what we're, it's like we're seeing from no, no you forgot the part where then pam aims her gun at brennan oh that's very important brennan is over yes. booth like trying to get him to like stay conscious yes Pam looks at, sees what she's done but then she sees brennan is still alive so aims her gun again brennan then grabs booth's gun and shoots pam right in the neck in the neck he it's collapses. like such an intense like she definitely is dead like right in the trachea uh, um i don't know really uh, it seems like she's dead, but maybe she'll be back. Mm, we never, never know. know. Yeah, Booth, we start to see the camera. After that happens, we see the camera from his perspective. Like, we're looking through his eyes, and it fades to black as he's looking up at Brennan. Um, Yeah, it's it's very intense scene. Yes. This is the episode immediately prior to the last episode of the season. So it's very interesting to me. Because there was no mention whatsoever of Gormagon in this se- in this episode. No. Even though that's supposed to be like our overarching storyline for this season. Where's Gorgonzola? Where is Gorgonzola? That cheese. Who knows? <laughs> so- that was cheddar. That was cheddar for sure. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So we're kind of in this weird spot to me. Although there was a writer strike. So we'll see what happens. But we're in this weird spot to me because we have this huge cliffhanger. Yeah. This show has had 12 seasons. We know he's alive somehow. 
No one's going to die from a gunshot wound to the right. I don't think so. No, he didn't even hit a lung. But that's like a that's a major shot, though. Of course, major injury going into the very last episode of the season, which I'm assuming would be something to do with Gormagon. So this is very interesting how this is going to go. It's very traumatizing, but it's mostly about that end shot of him staring at Brennan and she's the last person he sees before he goes unconscious. Yeah. So, yeah, it's quite a cliffhanger. I mean, I'm assuming he'll be fine. This guy's been blown up, for God's sake. Like, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. But it's still, like, major trauma to the body. So, oh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll and see. And PTSD we'll see. For, for Brennan as oh, well. Never mind. This yeah. Poor girl. Shit. Poor people have gone, gone through enough. So, what'd you think? I mean, we talked about how funny it is, and the writing is sharp, sharp, sharp. Oh, yeah. The writing is good. The acting is great. Yeah. I'm a slave for you is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Still going back to that. I liked it a lot. How about you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Me too. Me too. Again, acting. The writing is so sharp. There was so much good little things in here. It was hard to talk about all of it because there's so much. It's dense. It was dense with like witticisms and really funny, like the rapport that they're setting up between Sweets and Brendan and Booth. I think that Booth and Sweets actually will probably be more in aligned because they seem to have the same kind of philosophy. I know that Brendan has this, I'm getting a bit tired of this nature versus nurture argument they're having. And I'm hoping eventually she'll ease up. I think and maybe it does. get some psychological help herself. That would be helpful. Yes. Um, Angela could have stayed home the whole time. Zach is crazy. Pam is just the best. I love her still. Pam Pam, is great. Pam. Pam. Pam is nuts. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. <laughs> what? Well, let's just go forward. Who's your king of the lab this week? Okay, I need you to clarify, though. Is it based on acting chops or based on the character themselves? Any, anything you want. It doesn't. There's no limits. There's no no restrictions. Because normally I pick it based on, like, the character itself. Yeah. And my rat this week is based on the character himself. Yes. But I think Pam is the queen of the lab because her acting is so on point. I'm with you. This whole yeah, this episode. I'm, I'm with like, you. Oh my god, this bitch is Pam crazy. Was amazing, and it wasn't just. It was her. She was so creepy, and yeah. so her voice. Her voice was so. There's something about her voice. Very calm, sultry, yes. which made it creepier. That made it even creepier because she was yeah. so manipulative. Like she played this character. This actress is amazing. I it. love her. She's the she is the queen. She's the queen. I, She's the king of my, the lab. My close second though was Sweets because he was warning them the whole time that <laughs> she was dangerous. Yeah. And no one was taking him seriously. We can call him the prince. <laughs> He's the prince. Prince Sweets. Prince Sweets. Who is your King Pam? <laughs> Who is your Who's uh, the rat? rat? Who's the rat? Oh, I have mine. 
I've got to, like, I don't, I didn't think about this. This is all very in the moment right now. I okay. didn't, like, premeditate anything. But our victim, I'm going to say our victim. Yes. We're on the same page today. <laughs> Tommy Sour left a sour taste the in my worst. mouth. Stole $50,000 from this guy who was just trying to awful. help him. You should give it to me. I have to pay my debts. My God. Seriously. <laughs> Put it in a good place. Not God. to produce some album that will get nowhere. Exactly. Stole money was called poor Pam, who, yes, was a psycho, but called her fat Pam. I'm sure that did not help the situation. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Was awful to his neighbor. Like, shut up and stop singing all the time. Just let your neighbor be in peace and quiet for every just once in a while he was just not good no i agree so we're on it we're on the same page so pam is our king and tommy's our lab rat done awesome 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 that's great well next week baby we got ourselves a season finale holy shit I am so curious about what's going to happen because of all the things you've told me that we're not going to talk about right now, specifically having to do with a specific character that we're observing. Yes. I don't know how this wraps up because I know what happens in season four with anyway. I'm very curious. I don't yes. know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm just, I'm very happy that the writing was so good in this episode. I thought the writing was fantastic. And I just, the directing was fun. And I just, everybody was on point, even though Angela oh, yeah. had absolutely nothing to do. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to the finale. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Who knows what, how they're going to profess their love for each other, eh? This time around. Come on. Come on, Booth and Brennan. <laughs> I don't think it happens for another couple of seasons, right? Oh, God. Anyway, don't tell me. me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> anyway, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed our double drop this week. I really appreciate everyone's patience waiting for the holidays to sort of dissipate out of our minds and 2023 kind of disappear and be in the rearview mirror. Now we're heading straight for almost in February now, which is insane. So again, thanks for, uh, I know, right. Thanks again for listening and check us out on Instagram. Uh, send us an email. You want to send us, uh, only accolades. I don't want to hear your complaints because guess what, guys, this is free. <laughs> we do this out of the kindness of our hearts. Think about it before you hit send. Okay. And uh, what else was I going to say? I think that's it. I want to thank you too, Brittany, for being here and being available and doing this with me. It's been really fun. Thank you, Kelly, as well. It's been a blast. <laughs> I I hope we get more uh, laughs next week, although I think the episode's a little bit more serious. So, Oh, yeah, but you never know. We've had some good laughs. Remember the one where uh, friggin' uh, Booth's boss's kid died? Oh, my God. And we were dying because Angela was like, here, I made you this <laughs> VR system. Here, I'm a VR thing of the Louvre. Anyway, Go on that note, Louvre. <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of Squintcast. Squintcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend. Brittany Elsner. 
The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time.